Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We absolutely talk about songs. I am your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here for episode 217 with my lightest balloon, Mark Blankenship. (laughs) Hello, Mark. I'm filled with helium. (laughs) I'm really tempted to demand that you perform the entire episode in that voice. But I will not. Instead, I, I will mirror- cognitive dissonance with this dramaturgical strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um, still not hating it. Um, it's it's not as good as Mark's um, butched up bass, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of butched up bases, just kidding. Um, Mark has brought today's topic uh, to us today, and after much anticipation, I believe. Mark, what are we discussing? Okay, we are at long last going to be delving into a song from Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which is Fiona Apple's 2020 album that was released almost a year ago at the time of this recording. Holy shit, uh, seriously? Yeah, it came out in April of 2020. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> Where does the time go? What the fuck? Like, quarantine was new when this album came out, and it oh, was like, wow. ooh, this is good for the quarantine. And it's like, well, we're still here, boo. Mm. Um. Uh, But uh, this album is, to my ear, a nonstop thrill ride, and I am so glad that we can finally engage with it. That being said, because I have heard you when we've talked about it privately, and I remember your rather muted response in the criminal episode that we did uh, years ago at this point, the other Fiona Apple episode that we did, I thought, well, let's not push to rank this entire album because i don't know that for you sarah that would necessarily be fun so i thought i would love to talk about some aspect of fetch the bolt cutters and i thought that the song heavy balloon would be a pretty good place to go because the song has some really i think fantastic lyrics about what it is like to live with depression and it has a really sort of triumphant chorus where she basically is like well fuck you I still will continue to spread like strawberries, meaning strawberries grow rhizomatically in a sort of field method, measure method. And then I will also climb like peas and beans, meaning I will spread out and go high and I will be enormous and take up space, even though I'm carrying this heavy balloon of my depression. I think all of that is pretty interesting. Um, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, Sarah, and I've said too much already, perhaps. So before we move on, let's hear a clip. So heavy and so lost sometimes. So lost and so heavy that the bottom is the only place we can find. You get dragged down, down to the same spot enough times in a row. The bottom begins to feel like the only safe place that you know. But you know what? I spread like strawberries. I climb like peas and beans. I've been sucking it in so long. So, Sarah, had you heard this song before this episode? I had not. Okay. Uh, 
think? <laughs> well, this is pretty much what I expected. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Mark and Seth. Okay. <laughs> but before I really get into it, I would like to note, uh, listeners, if you're new, um, Mark and I don't, uh, like, although we are hand in hand, we're not always at the same level. Like, sometimes one of us is in the street and the other one's on the sidewalk, which is fine. It's what makes this pod marriage work. Occasionally... One of us will go rogue and rank an album that the other one could not give even a fragment of a shit about <laughs> for our Patreon supporters. So if you want to check out that time that I ranked a Beatles album and Mark blissfully read a book about not that, uh, patreon.com slash All this by way of saying, if you revere this album also and you want Mark to rank it, you should mention that to him i would totally listen to that episode here's the thing this is what i expected and it's why i have not really made it a priority to seek this out like i i want to be able to connect with fiona apple and i don't i just don't like this In the same way that I don't connect with a lot of David Lynch, and here's what I mean by that, I, it's not that I don't get it. It's not that it's not for me. I mean, it's, it's not for me, a lot of it, but it's like, I'm glad that this exists. It's just not, it's not for me. It's not something I'm going to seek out. Um, I think it's important. I think it's well done. I think it's thoughtful. And it just doesn't hit it on the sweet spot for me for various reasons. David Lynch, there are other reasons for that that are not related to the Fiona question. Qua heavy balloon. There are are like individual aspects of this song that I really liked and responded to. But then the overall, it felt kind of young to me. The oh. angry um, chorus, that sort of defiant chorus. Like, it's not like I can't relate to clinical depression. I can. But it it did feel a little like just that sort of the, the youngness of any coming out sometimes. That it's like, you know fuck you. And it's like, oh no, I'm on your side. Fuck you. Like, no, I, I said I was on your side. Um, so that, that felt a little young to me for some, for an artist of her experience. Um, like, I don't know, someone had just gotten done with the social justice reading list and was feeling a couple of ways. It's probably an unfair characterization, but that's how it landed. Um, I also think there are too many metaphors here. There's like one, you need to take one of them off. Like there's the balloon and then all of a sudden we're in the garden and then there's rats and snakes and then we're in the sea. Like got one of those, like there's, there's just too much going on. Um, you could make the argument that all of that happening at once reflects the fecundity of a, of a garden and sort of the, you know, narrative and artistic process. I'm not going to argue that. I just think it's too busy. Um, And uh, 
I, I just wanted to like it more than I did. And I think that's my fate with Fiona, that it's like, ooh, this bridge and the cricket sounds. And this is exactly how a midsummer high noon sounds. Like there are a couple of like 10 second snippets in there where I'm like, that she nailed for me. But then taken as a whole, it's just like, ah, there's just, I don't know. It's, too, it's like too much and not in a way that I find appealing. I don't know if I'm doing a good job articulating this. Like, I'm glad she exists and I'm glad for you that she exists. I don't need to cross the street to kick her in the shins. This is just like a B, B minus <laughs> for me, unfortunately. Uh, fair enough. I, I think it's, again, such an interesting moment when we listen to the same song and have such opposite reactions to the same elements, which actually happened with the Divinals uh, yes, a few weeks ago yes, as well. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, although, so to me, the entire experience of the Fetch the Bolt Cutters album is thrilling because it sounds like what it is, uh, which is a a woman deciding to do away with any rules except the ones that she creates to speak to the things that she needs to speak about in exactly the way she wants to speak to them. She famously, I guess, quote unquote, famously for people who read about this album, um, use the things in her house to make sounds. A lot of times there's like, Mm -hmm. at one point she's like shaking a box of her dead dog's ashes and like pounding on the Mm -hmm. walls and the, you can hear dogs barking at some of the songs. And there's just this freedom of a brilliant artist. I think sounding unconstrained across the album and there's this when she is left to her own devices she makes this thing that is accessible and beautiful but also completely unique and strange and i find it thrilling um the the grand experience of this album is one that i never get tired of because every time i listen to it i hear another sound that just no one else would make that sound and yet the way that she makes it, I understand it. Her experimentation doesn't make me feel like I'm on the outside. It actually pulls me in, which is the opposite of what happens to me with David Lynch, as you were saying. I have never felt like I was anything but standing behind six inches of glass watching a David Lynch film. Right. And like Mulholland Drive can get bent as far as I'm concerned frankly. Yeah. No, I don't think that she's, I'm not alienated from her in that way. Um, But it's, you know, it's just interesting that what you think is unconstrained, I feel is undisciplined. (laughs) And they're like, this is thrilling. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, which I think is just like, I think that's just our personalities, partly. um, You know, I think there is like, we think the same about a lot of things, but then there is a, like, I have a sort of dark pull, doer pull <laughs> that you don't. And that's like, that's where we see the divide is like right here where you're like, this is, you know, this is so exciting. And I'm like, I just want to lie down. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that if there's one thing I have learned in low these many years of Mastess, it's that I have more of an affinity for maximalism <laughs> and you sometimes are drawn more to um, minimalism. Like when mm-hmm. we diverge, it seems to be on across that pole in some way to, to basically yeah. rephrase what you just said. Th- that uh, I'm like, t- don't tell me, show me like showing, not telling. And you're like showing and telling, telling, exactly. And dancing and stripping. And I'm like, I'll be over here. <laughs> and actually we've just hit on, I think the reason that I'm never going to care about Phoebe Bridgers. 
<laughs> as I have tried. I have really tried, and I know you love her. It's I actually do. because of you that I've tried so hard. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, again, right back at you with Fiona at Al. Yeah. But um, it's like... I completely get it that Phoebe Bridgers is singing basically four notes in varying orders. Sometimes, other times it's just the one note, bunch of times. <laughs> like there's there's always ghosts and swearing and everybody's sad. <laughs> You're like, this is this is Buncey's ride. I'm going to get off. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, Fiona Apple is poss- possibly like, like she's like wearing seven shirts at once and she's spinning around in a circle and there's seven tambourines, but there's only one uh, symbol on each tambourine so she has to hold all seven of them, them at once and like that is the shit I want yeah and, uh, and it's like you me know pulling up at the curb and letting <laughs> you off at Fiona's house so you can run through the sprinkler wearing her shirts and I'll be like all right I'm gonna come get you a cocktail hour I feel like the perfect I just actually gave us the perfect metaphor here for the because I was like Sarah she uses her dog's ashes to make sound and you're like Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, th- that distills it, I think, in a way. Yeah, but it's like, we read the same New Yorker article, and, like, I I really did, like, I read this, and I was like, I would like to know her personally without without having to engage with her art. Like, I just think it would be, like, I think that she and I would have a lot to talk about from a process discussion standpoint. And then when she's like, all right, well, here's what I mean that I'll be like, hold on. And then I'll like go and get you from the yard where you're playing the dog maracas and be like, um, <laughs> so Mark, now here's the part where you step in. So, yeah. I'm also realizing that it's probably for the best that I didn't pick. There's a song on that album called Under the Table that is so fucking crazy and I love it so much, but I think it might have actually forced you into some sort of sanitarium. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Mark Talks About Songs. Sarah has relocated to a convent indefinitely. (laughs) Sarah has swallowed her own tongue. Um, (laughs) Sarah swallowed a heavy balloon. Now, but I do want to say... Bourbon. Hearing... (laughs) Hearing and un- taking in your note about the v- vast array of metaphors uh. in this rather short song, I do need to now just read aloud verse two because for me, the crisscross applesauce way that she approaches the imagery here is a thrill because I think that it gets at the rush of comprehension when you finally see through the th- shit that has been bothering you. And she's able to, and the way that she sings this verse, it's like the the whole song changes here. The signature, time signature changes. The way that she's singing changes. She sort of like spits it out in one breath. And that feels right to me. And here's what she says. It's in the middle of the day. It's like the sun, but the Saharan one. It's staring me down, forcing all forms of life inside of me to retreat underground. It grows relentless like the teeth of a rat. It's just got to keep on gnawing at me. And it constricts like a boa on a hose. Nothing flows. So the pressure grows instead of the seed. Now, yes, that 96 part metaphors. I liked like the the rat and the snake came in and I was like, and you lost me. But like <laughs> up to that point, like I liked her delivery. Mm-hmm. That was the part that I was talking about where you could hear those crickety sounds, which might have been the dog maracas. Who knows? That did sound like that relentless midsummer sun and the way you just feel like it's beating you head down into the ground. 
Yes. Um, and she is often able to evoke a whole scene in just a line. But mm-hmm. sometimes she just like keeps going then. And I'm like, no, 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 stop. Uh, oh, like it, you had it. Um, but yeah, like watching her work and sort of listening to her work is not uninteresting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. bored. But then, it, you know, sometimes you just want sometimes you just want it to be a song. And that's like not possible <laughs> with Fiona for reasons that are mostly not her fault. And so, yeah, but. That part, I agree, was um, like, I I feel she lost control of it. You don't agree. But um, yeah, that part was good. But yeah, I also really like the fact that, you know, I like that we don't agree. We don't have to. It's not Mark and Sarah reach perfect harmony in everything. Well, and also the result of the disagreement is not that the artist gets killed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's or has to hang out with us. So everybody wins. And I actually think that another bonus of what has happened because of this conversation is we've realized that we, you and I, need to now start a band called Dog Maraca. (laughs) Featuring Bear. (laughs) If we give it long enough, we'll probably hear him in the background and then it'll be like, you're making a Fiona Apple album. Oh my God, it's true. And she would buy, she would buy that single. Um. What I like is that we have realized that the podcast as a whole, we have to like get one on the other's shoulders, put an overcoat over ourselves and be friends with Fiona Apple in the (laughs) overcoat. This is smart bunting ship. (laughs) Uh, Good old mayor of bunting ship. She's tall and she talks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it seems like her stomach is always growling. There's always some kind of sound coming from around the midsection of that trench coat. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> Weird smells and singing coming from what we thought was her butt. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like the review in Spin of the first Dog Maraca album. <laughs> <laughs> Tuvin throat singing for dead people. Oh, God. No stars. I mean, I really did love that article, but it also sort of made me like, oh, you know what? Like, I I love reading about her and knowing about her. And then her actual output is never like it never quite rises to the level of my admiration for what she does and under the circumstances under which she has had to do it. So. And I'm just thinking now about like, I love it when she gets florid, like her album, extraordinary machine. It's like a weird cabaret. Um, Papa song uh, album with, and then it's like, okay. And then why not like a, 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 a four minute song with a beautiful metaphor about a crowbar and like, okay, why not have album titles that are a hundred words long? Oh, Great. More, 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 more. But I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe Bridgers and I dressed entirely in gray, just singing the word phantom over and over again on a pier. <laughs> Who has more fun than we do? Everyone. <laughs> Sarah, I found this. I found all of these old chicken bones in my garbage disposal, and I've turned them into a xylophone that I'm now going to play using my fingers while they've all got tape wrapped around them. Won't that be fun? 
I knew that chicken. That chicken <laughs> was my friend. <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> Somewhere Phoebe Bridgers and Fiona Apple are meeting up, socially distanced, in a bar and being like, so we're going to sue those two, right? Actually, they're so mad that they're not even socially distanced. They're actually practicing hand-to-hand combat on each other oh. so that they can perfect it before they come find us. You, you don't need to perfect it. I'm old and slow, and I deserve it. I'll spread your ass like a strawberry, bitch. <laughs> oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Phantom <laughs> Punch <laughs> So <laughs> With love from Heavy On behalf of myself Heavy And my co-host Balloon This has been fun <gasps> This is where we lost everything <laughs> Phantom Amen Strindberg <laughs> and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. In the smoke the pressed up against the door. See how it's shining through the dark as the captain. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.